Today's episode of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast is brought to you by Hostfully, the market leader in digital guidebooks for short-term rental hosts. With Hostfully, you can create a beautiful online guidebook that you can send to your guests so they have a better experience and you get fewer questions. Sign up now at hostfully.com to get two months for free by using code PAD. That's P-A-D. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to podcast episode 442. Today I have a very special guest. Very excited to have her on the show, Miss Tia Castle. She is the founder of Castle Lux Properties, a property management company out of Sarasota, Florida, which is a, a very hot market. It shows up in all these top five, top 10 places to invest in Airbnbs uh, that have been going around recently. So I'm excited to hear you know, a little bit more about what's going on in that market. Why is it so popular? What's, what's happening there? But you're, uh, you're focused on uh, larger, managing larger homes, like family-friendly homes, and you're a realtor as well. So <laughs> excited to, uh, to hear your story and, and pick your brain on, on what's going on and your success. Uh, you've also went through the Legends X program, of course, as well. So that was really awesome. Uh, you're working on, uh, you're participating in a book as well. So we'll, we'll touch on that. But yeah, Tia, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Jasper. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. And I can't believe how many followers you have now. Your podcast is just blown up. It's amazing. So obviously, you're doing something well that a lot of hosts and Airbnb company owners are really getting a lot of out of. So thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm excited to have you on. So let's start with your market. Like every time I see a top five or a top 10 most popular Airbnb markets or most popular short-term rental investment market, your market always pops up. Like what what's going on over there? <laughs> well, of course, Florida in general is popular, right? Um, Sarasota is located on the west coast of Florida. And if you know a little bit about Florida, you have the bigger city of Tampa and St. Petersburg. So this is just about an hour south, and it's right on the Gulf of Mexico. And I think it pops up a lot because you have all these magazines like Traveler and Condé Nast, uh, U.S. News and World Report that um, love to put Siesta Key Beach, which is one of our main beaches here in Sarasota, as one of the top three in the world and in the United States. And it keeps getting voted like that. So that's why it's kind of put on the map. And it doesn't hurt that MTV has done a television show here. Hmm. So they ventured out of California, Los Angeles, and they have a show called Siesta Key. And it is about uh, a bunch of really rich teenagers and their, their awful life on their yachts and you know how they handle that and all the romance that goes on. And so that's been going, I think it's on its fourth year now. So it's this area has become really popular with the help of TV as well. And plus the fact that it's, you know, absolutely beautiful and the sand looks like white powdery sugar sand and it doesn't burn your feet when you walk on it. 
So. <laughs> yeah, it sounds sounds amazing. Have you have you seen um, like over the last few years? I think it, this place has become like super popular. Have you what, what have you noticed in terms of like the changes over over the last few years of this particular area? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it has long been a an attraction for tourists, but since Airbnb came along, it's just exploded. So it's increased in numbers, um, the amount of short-term rentals and vacation rentals, even though five years ago you thought, oh, this is such a rental town. And we have such high seasonality where, you know, during the winter, everybody flocks here. And you wouldn't think that there would be room for more, but there is. And it keeps on increasing, which is amazing. And, uh, you know, being a realtor, I, I love seeing that. And just when you think that there's not enough room for more vacation rentals, they keep adding on. So when I see when I see a market pop up in, in those top five and top 10 lists, mm-hmm. you know, I, I always think, by the time it hits the lists, it's probably not a good time anymore to invest, right? It's like the good time to invest in those markets is before it hits those lists and everybody finds out about it. But what uh, what's your what's your view on that? Like, do you do you think it's still like when you look at the prices of the of the houses and I'm sure they've gone up quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, and sort of the returns that you can make on Airbnb? Do you think it's still uh, a good market for people to invest? Yeah, I do, especially if you're like you know, investing in, okay, there's an investing in two things or you're investing because number one, you see great cash flow, right? And then number two, because you're investing in the the house and the appreciation, taking off the, the taxes that you can, if you have a rental, the appreciation in this area continues to go up regardless. People still come to, you know, visit here regardless. So let's talk about those lists for a second. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Who is writing these lists, right? It's by industry uh, experts. And so every year we see these lists that come out and say, oh, you know, you can get a great buy on this house and here's your cap rate. And so this is really good investability. And um, so everybody flocks to like that area and they, they look for places. And then, you know, you think, oh, where should I invest this year? Because last year, you know, Seaverville was like the top and I could get more for my money. And there's a new list. Well, so people are like changing from, you know, areas they think we're good to invest in based on these lists. Well, I think that number one, these lists aren't all comprehensive. I mean, where does it come from, right? The industry that's trying to get you to use their information. (laughs) So you've got to consider that. And then also, I think that as important as making sure that you are investing in a property that provides great numbers as far as income goes, and also, you know, stability in that market for um, rising uh, values, it's where do you want to be? Where do you want to visit? Where is it going to be fun for you to go and use your own rental? And where can you get to easily, right? I mean, if it's all over the world, might have a hard time right now. So for me, I want to invest in something that I know that if I need to get there, uh, say it's in another state, that I can do that within you know a couple hour plane ride or drive. So that's what I think about as far as you know where should I invest. I don't always think the lists 
are the best thing to follow. Although I think it is a starting place and a good guide. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. That's why I was saying, like, when I see something on the list, I, I, you know, my first thought is like, okay, that was a good place to invest in like a few years ago before mm-hmm. those lists. But yeah, let's go, let's go back to your original story. Like how, how did you get involved with Airbnb in the first place? Because you've been on Airbnb for like six years, right? Right. Yep. Um, I started like most people do. Um, you see an opportunity or, you know, you have a place that you need to rent because you're going to be gone for a little bit traveling. That's exactly how I started. My degree is in broadcast journalism, and I've always been involved in television production and journalism. And I was actually producing a show on real estate. So I had to be traveling across the state of Florida. I was going from Sarasota to Naples to Miami, and I was gone a lot. I saw the opportunity because I heard about Airbnb because I was staying in them when I went to Miami. And um, I couldn't believe the return I was getting when I finally started doing it. And then I heard about this arbitrage thing. And I was like, oh, you know, if I had a couple more condos like I have, I could support myself this way and I could still, you know, work on my production company and my TV show. So it was totally out of necessity that I got into Airbnb. You know, it proved itself. And I just kept learning along the way. And now it's a full-time business for me. Yeah, that's amazing. I know you had about 15 units or so pre-COVID. Were those all master leases? Seven of them were master leases. The, uh, I, I got five at one time. I would never recommend that. <laughs> but uh, I happened to be driving around in the neighborhood downtown Sarasota. And I saw this apartment complex. It was an older one. They were redoing it. And, you know, I thought, what, what is that? I've never seen that before. It's right next to the hotel district. So I walked in and I talked to, I happened to see the manager that was in there. I was just wandering around in the hallways because I was curious. And uh, I said, well, you know, what is this place? Are you going to be renting out these? And, and he explained to me that, you know, a new owner just bought it. And, and so, you know, a light bulb went on and I was like, oh. I could get all of these at once on a master lease. There were actually 10 of them. And I thought, oh, no, 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 that's way too much to bite off. Okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to ask for five. So I met with a new owner, told her that, you know, she could hit the easy button and I would pay all the rents for half of her, you know, building. And boom, I had five right away. So that was quite a feat to, you know, get furniture, five different apartments all at one time, trying to launch them all at one time. Um, but it was exciting too. And uh, I had those for two and a half years before COVID came along. Yeah. And then did you struggle a lot during COVID when COVID hit with those with those leases? Yes. Yeah. So what happened was that when COVID hit, I had four months left on those leases and everybody canceled. I had like zero, you know, goose eggs reservations. So I waited out for about four weeks to see what was going to happen and still no reservations. And here I was owing like, you know, I think it was like close to 10 grand a month and no reservations. So um, I took advantage of ending that lease. So it just happened to be that, you know, it it was coming up. So that was kind of a lifesaver. But, you know, in hindsight, I wish I would have known about being able to get uh, government funding before then, uh, because I really would have liked to have kept them because of all the work I put in them. Um, However, you ask me now, I don't think that I would start up 
uh, new apartments like that. Mm. So I, I have rebranded and refocused. Yeah. And then, and why is that now something that you, that you wouldn't recommend just because of the risk? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a higher risk. You do have a lot of money that you need to put up front um, and you are locked into, you know, a lease basically. So now I don't know, maybe I would take on one, but not five at one time and <laughs> yeah. possibly build up. So I'm not totally adverse to, you know, taking on risk, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it is a lot riskier and, and I'm into a little bit more safety at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So tell, tell us about your new, your new model. Yeah. So um, I have decided to just focus on larger family friendly homes, hence the name Castle Lux. I want them to be more of a luxurious experience. And I think it's something that, you know, someone needs to work up to um, as far as being in the luxury market. And my um, past television show, which is called Home and Castle TV, was focused on the luxury market as well. So I thought, you know, that was my brand that I had started to build. And so why not continue with that brand? What I really enjoy is being more involved in the people who are coming. So when you have a bigger house, you are attracting families. So pretty much all of my houses that I am managing are four bedrooms, four bedrooms, four baths with a swimming pool. Swimming pool is a must. It is partly a destination house. So it's not just a place where you're going to sleep and then be out, you know, and about the rest of the time. It's where uh, multi-generational families will come together and be able to you know, have grandma and grandpa have the kids sit on their laps and jump in the pool and play with them, you know, cook the hamburgers and hot dogs together and have the birthday party and, um, you know, carry on those family traditions and just, uh, you know, make lasting memories that are going to be lots of pictures in their, in their books for them to back on. So that's the type of experience. And I really prefer seeing that happen. And I get more joy out of that. And then I would someone spending a couple nights and leaving and I have no clue, you know, who they are. You know, we need those too, but I really do like to be a little hands-on when it comes to who's staying. And being in real estate, I happen to find some investors that way. Do you have any master leases currently or are you now only managing homes for other people? Yeah, I do not have any master leases. I'm only managing homes. And yeah. those homes yeah the larger luxury homes and i think a lot of people have have switched from from master leases to management in, in the last couple of years yeah and you know for people that have been listening to the podcast for a while they know that that eric and i have kind of been promoting more of the, the management uh model also in legends x that's that's really what we focus on for the exact reason that you mentioned because we just feel like it's there's just so much risk in the master lease model Mm-hmm. What are some for some for someone who's switched from master lease model to management model? What were the biggest adjustments that you had to make in your business? Uh, you know, actually, it it made my life easier. So it's not like I, I I had a combination of management and master leases. So I would say the as far as adjustments go, I would say it gave me uh, a bit more time back <laughs> and um, a lot less stress, and it just it just allows me a little bit more time to you know focus on one thing. I feel like 
you know, as many of the students that come into Legends Acts where they start, and you're all about, you know, getting the hectic host back into a lane where, you know, they feel like they're not hectic anymore. I think that that switch is uh, something that helped quite a bit. And when you spread yourself way too thin, you know, doing all sorts of types of rentals, like maybe, you know, two bedroom condos or, or a studio here, and then a large house there, and then, you know, a boat there, <laughs> it just doesn't allow you to really focus and accomplish and do well in a certain area. So, um, I mean, I kind of got off on a tangent with your question there, but um, there wasn't really much of a business change that I had to do besides selling a ton of furniture. And it, it just made my life easier. Yeah. Due to COVID, it's now more important than ever that your guests actually read your house rules and check-in instructions. And there's no better way to deliver that information than by using an online hostfully guidebook. You can build your guidebook in just a few hours and simply include a link to your guidebook in your welcome email. Your guests can access it on desktop, on mobile, and they can even print it out. Now, as a result, you look super professional. Your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text. Instead, they can go through a nice looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PAD to get your first two months for free. That's hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y.com, code PAD, which is P-A-D. Yeah, and that's something that uh, we put a lot of emphasis on in the in Legends X program is everybody to, to, like you said, really choosing your lane and choosing mm -hmm. like who's your guest avatar, who's your what type of properties do you want to rent out and what kind of owners do you want to work with now? One thing that there's a big difference between master leasing and managing is that you you're now dealing with owners, right? When you're master leasing, is just you just pay the rent and that's it. But when you're dealing with owners, like sometimes you know those can be hard hard to work with. How's that experience for you? Okay, so you've got a couple of different types of owners or a few types of owners. One of my owners happens to be my family. <laughs> my brother bought a really nice vacation rental. So, and, and his wife, so you've got like, they're, you know, mom and pop owner. They like to spend a lot of time in their rental. And then you've got, um, I would say, you know, a, an investor, um, somebody who doesn't really worry about the home because they're too involved in their other bigger businesses. And they just want somebody to take care of everything for them. So, and then you have something in between those two. So you go from uh, people who are really, really involved in the nitty gritty detail to people who say, look, do not call me about anything. Here's the information to all of my accounts. You get in there and you do your thing. You have to um, understand how to see, have a, another customer. So you've got your customers that are staying in your rentals and then you've got your customers that you are, you know, taking care of their homes and their equity and helping them build a business. And it is a large responsibility, which needs to be taken seriously. So, um, you know, you asked about the adjustment. That's something I should have said was, yes, you've got other people to answer to now. That is something um, that, you know, you have to think about as far as your customer base. Yeah. 
And what do you have some tips on like for, for people that are listening and are thinking maybe doing the same, like maybe they have some master leases and they're thinking about shifting to management. What kind of advice do you have for managing those relationships with the owners? Well, as you build and if you're going to scale, you have to understand what you can do as the owner and what you need to, um, you know, uh, delegate. So I think that, you know, you shift from uh, making, you know, overseeing the cleaning to the maintenance to the booking. You need to shift that responsibility to someone else, whether it's a VA or an assistant or whatever it is. And I think that you need to take on the responsibility of making sure that, you know, your customers, uh, the, the homeowners, the people who are providing you with the inventory, they need to have a lot of attention. And until you understand how to work that, can you shift off some of the responsibility to that? But you're servicing them. The thing you need to do is one thing that I've had to do is make sure that I have uh, great owner reports. Make sure that from the get-go, when you are providing them with the information and trying to get them in as a new customer, you explain all the details. You have to know what you're going to offer. Um, you have to have it written down on paper so that you can refer to it in the future because people are going to forget what you said. You're going to get things up and you never want to miscommunicate. So I think one of the most important things and something that I put on my website is we are really, really focused on communicating with the owners correctly and timely and on a consistent basis whether it's someone who's not involved to someone who's very involved, someone who's not involved still wants to see those reports. They want to know what's happening. And so I would have to say that you have to make sure that you have those systems of clear communication so that they know what to expect. Don't expect that they know, you know, how this works. Mm -hmm. That's something that, you know, you really have to continue to focus on. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Setting uh, setting clear expectations, and I, I like what you said. Like they don't they don't know much about short term rentals, right? So we have to assume that they know nothing and just explain very clearly, like what we're going to do, how we're working with them, what they can mm -hmm. expect, what we're kind of you know reports are we going to give them, what what they are responsible for, and what you were responsible for as the, as the manager, right? Cause that's sometimes uh, there's a bit of a gray area there where, you know, we see hosts like basically becoming like a maintenance uh, service provider just, for owners. Yeah. Right. I was just going to say that that is one of the top gray areas, you know, what you're going to do for their home uh, as far as maintenance. And um, you know, and there's different laws in different States in regards to if you are a property manager, actually in the state of Florida, you do have to have a license as a property manager. Mostly it's for reservations that are 30 days and over, but that is somewhat regulated by law. So as a short-term rental specialist, you're not really a property manager. And so that's something that I have to really distinguish early on in the beginning. And I let them know that, hey, um, you know, this is something that is a separate category. And I list, you know, what is under that category. We don't maintain your, your house's electrical system or your plumbing or, you know, your air conditioning. That's really big here in Florida because they go all the time. So you really have to delineate that. And that goes along with, you know, making sure you have that clear communication and have it written down. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a that's really good. I remember talking to a student once who was uh, who was painting a fence. I think he was either fixing or painting a fence for one of the owners. I thought that was an interesting example of uh, <laughs> of that where you kind of go a little bit too far with your with your services. If he's painting the fence, how is he going to get new customers? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all. That's always. I I always feel that's the best way to communicate to owners who are trying to get you to do more stuff is just say like, Hey, I have a question for you. Do you want to make as much money as possible? And then if the answer is yes, then you got to let me do my job. Let's mm -hmm. get you, get you guests, you know, manage your pricing. And mm -hmm. if you're going to distract me with all sorts of other stuff, that means you're going to get less money at the end of the month. So <laughs> good one. That's awesome advice. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to remember that one. Love that. Before we disconnect, um, I'd love to learn a little bit more about you're participating in a in a book project. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's actually through people that I met on Legends X. So great networking with your program. I mean, I've met so many really cool people. So this is a Airbnb host out of England is gathering a few uh, people who have been in the business for a while and have wonderful stories to tell because um, a lot of people do want to get into the business, right? But they just don't understand what that entails. So this book is about not only about technical things, but it's about how this business affects your life. And it will come across and let people know um, because we've got uh, several different posts from all around the world that are going to be writing chapter and telling their personal story. So it's about how they got into it, um, how it's changed their lives and you know how it's made a difference and um, basically what you might uh, see getting into the, this business for, from someone who's you know, looking from the outside saying, okay, is this gonna be right for me? So the stories are gonna be wonderful. I've already heard a couple of them and, and part of my story is about how uh, I wasn't really hospitable in the beginning. <laughs> and I have learned to be, and I've learned to really enjoy it. Um, before it was all about business for me, you know, and it's turned into something else and I'm not going to give it all away, but it has really uh, affected me in an extremely positive way. So yeah, you can see some transformations. Awesome. When, when's the book coming out? Watching it on Amazon all around the world. Probably not until this summer. This summer. All right, cool. Awesome. Yeah, we'll uh we'll keep following uh the progress because I, I know there's uh there's a few uh, Legends X students who are in the book actually. Uh and so is Julie, uh our our head coach. Uh right. she's in the book as well. So we'll uh we'll definitely let uh let everybody know when it comes out so they can uh yeah. they can get their copy. Awesome. So just to wrap this up, uh if people are listening and they might be interested in visiting your your family homes or if somebody wants to maybe invest in this market like how can they find you yeah so you can find me on my website which is castleluxrentals. it's spelled castle with the l u x rentals.com and or you can find me on um, instagram or facebook on facebook if you want more information about what's going on in the sarasota area in particular I am the president of the Sarasota Short-Term Rental Association, and you can look that up on Facebook. It's a page at SSRA, and or I've got my phone number all over everything. 
and or my real estate website, which is tiacastle.preferredshore.com. Awesome. Sweet. So, yes. So it's wonderful because I am helping uh, investors who are buying their second home or just want to invest in a uh, uh, you know vacation rental property. And so I'm helping them find the right property because there's so many rules and regulations to maneuver around. If you're not from this area, even if you're from this area, a lot of real estate agents don't understand how that works. So that's why I am focusing on just that. Um, I don't really spread myself in with other real estate issues, but I'm helping people who want to purchase a vacation rental to find the right one for them. Sweet. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're interested in investing in Sarasota, then uh, make sure to contact Tia because she's the expert. She went for Legends X. So she's obviously an incredible, uh, incredible host and uh, an incredible manager. So Tia, thank you so much for, for joining the show. It's, this was really cool. Uh, and uh, one last thing is uh, just before we started speaking, uh, I, I learned that you actually speak Thai, which is, yes, which is pretty awesome. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't that cool? And that you have an Airbnb in Thailand, which I want to visit one day. That's right. That's right. So we'll uh, we'll wrap up this podcast with a little bit of Thai. So uh, I want to thank you. So I say, kop kum kap. Yes. And I say, which means you're Kind of means a few things, but it's your welcome, no problem, which means thank you very much. And you know, one one thing that I think is really interesting about the Thai language is that there's a difference in how you say a sentence when you're a male versus a female, right? So yeah. because I'm a male, I have to put cup at mm-hmm. at the end of every sentence, and it's it's a right. it's a form of polite politeness, right? It is, yeah. So you put cup. And then the ladies put ka. And also, it's very much of an intonation. You can't just say ka. Right. Awesome. Sweet. I love that. All right, Tia, thank you so much. And to the listeners, thank you for listening. And of course, Friday, we'll be back with another podcast. Me and Eric will will be your host on Friday. So make sure to tune in. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. We've been getting a lot of reviews. Uh, recently, and I can see the the audience is growing. Uh, the amount of people that are downloading the podcast is now almost at thirty thousand a month, which is wow. incredible. So yeah, super grateful, uh, super grateful for people who have been leaving those reviews on Apple uh, Review. You can also follow us on Spotify if you want to listen on Spotify. We're on Spotify as well. So so yeah, thanks everybody, thanks Tia, and until next time. Thank you so much, Jasper. Get paid for your pet. 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 If you have over 30 units, you have an annual revenue of over $2 million or you operate boutique hotels, then the STR Legend Mastermind is for you. You are not alone. We have a group of over 30 high-level entrepreneurs in our mastermind, and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss our biggest challenges and to learn and to grow together. Go to strlegends.com to find out more information and apply for the Legends Mastermind if you think you are a good fit.